When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, good morning. Hope everybody had a great weekend. It is Don't At Me. I am Dan Dockich, and thanks, as always, for showing up and coming out. Um, Look, uh, somber weekend. A lot of great things happen in sports. We're going to get to it, but let's go through what happened this weekend. A gunman killed 10 people, injured three, in a mass shooting at a Tops. An 18-year-old came across the country, basically, to go to an African-American community and shoot folks up. Now, I don't understand how this, well, let me back up before I get into that. One dead, five wounded, Laguna Woods, California. Two dead, three hospitalized in a market in Houston. 17 injured in a mass shooting, 21 injured, excuse me, in a mass shooting in Milwaukee. Indianapolis, we had three shot dead on a Sunday night. You know, I don't have any answers for all of this. I don't. But I know this. It isn't only one thing. Like, as soon as that thing in Buffalo happened, as soon as that mass murder in Buffalo happened, all of a sudden I got people blaming. They blame me. Blame my tweets. Blame the alt-right. Blame this. Blame that. Millennial Park, Chicago. Teenagers take over the bean, which is a tourist attraction. And a 17-year-old is dead at the hands of a 16-year-old. So Lori Lightfoot has to put in a curfew. Now, it isn't just one thing, but I did like what Lori Lightfoot said. She said this. She said she's calling on all parents, guardians, and caring adults to be involved in kids. I've said this for years. I've said this I got to tell you something. If my 18-year-old son was involved in anti or in racist rhetoric online, I would know. And this is where I'm telling you, when, when we lose the ability of adults, the vast, vast, vast majority of us are great people. People that just want to do right. People that just, we make mistakes, sure, but we just want to do right. We just want to do the things uh, that make our society better. The va- But you know what? It's almost like we are held hostage by the idiots in this world. We are held hostage by the crazy people. And there's only a few ways to get out of it, and I'll take whatever grief you want. But one is uh, somehow, some way, we got to put discipline back in our schools. We got to put religion back in our lives. Now, I don't know whether this is a left-leaning thought or a right-leaning thought. I have no idea. But somehow discipline and religion have to become focal points in our lives. And I'm going to add fathers to that, male guardians, male influences, male role models. Hey, look, mass murderers, we've learned, come from everywhere. I mean, it isn't just you over here, you did this, you did... No, 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 no. No. They come from everywhere. Evil people in a free society are going to do what they want. They just are. And there is nothing that's going to stop somebody for whatever the reason, from carrying a gun to the bean in freaking downtown Chicago and shooting somebody. There's nothing going to stop you. 
other than a foundation of love, other than a foundation of discipline, other than a foundation of religion. And again, I don't know whether this is left-leaning or right-leaning. I have no idea, and I really don't care. But it is amazing to me when you look at the leadership in this country, and I'm going to include Trump, I'll include Clinton, I'll include everybody. How, what's the right word? Divisive they all are. You know, Joe Biden was supposed to come in here and bring everyone together, and what's he doing? He's calling people names, ultra-maga, maga this, maga that, blaming this, blaming that, and we all know what Trump did. You know, we all know how divisive... When you have divisive leadership, when you have a breakdown of any kind of moral sensibility, when you literally, literally in schools uh, let 16, 15, 14, 13, 10-year-olds run the deal and you add no religion to it, what the hell do you think is going to happen? I mean, what do you think is going to happen? You think everybody's just somehow, some way going to figure it out and do the right thing? No. And don't tell me, well, Fox News is at the butt. No, it's not. Tell me what happened in Laguna. Tell me why a guy drove through uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, a parade. Is that Fox News? Tell me why teenage kids decide to go get guns in Millennial Park. Tell me why we have continued violence here in Indianapolis, record-type violence, every year. Every year. Our city. That isn't one thing. That isn't a news channel. That is basically a breakdown in our society of discipline, religion, leadership. There is none. I mean, what? Look, when I say, what do you think? You know, it's almost like I got to be really careful here because I know exactly what happened. Somebody takes one little clip of this, and next thing you know, I'm vilified. But the truth of the matter, we all know this. Like, we all know. Uh, privately, that it's ridiculous that you can't discipline a kid in school. We all know privately that it's ridiculous that our leaders, the people we see on TV every day, act like children. They call names, they blame, they divide. We all know it's idiotic that there is no prayer in school. We all know this. Now, there's a fringe that doesn't, but we all know, and I don't care what the prayer is, I don't care, but we all know that there's no respect. We all know this. The vast, 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 vast majority of us understand what I'm saying is absolutely right. We all understand that soft prosecution isn't the way to go. We all understand the most idiotic, fundamental defund the police is just stupid. But we're also afraid to say this because somebody's going to get mad at us. Some blue-haired crazy person's going to lose their mind on us and start screaming, and then somebody else is going to pick it up. I've had it happen to me. But we all know, and until we have the stones as decent people, and I'm not talking about white, black, I'm talking about everybody. This isn't going to stop, but it's going to slow down. I mean, i got a list here. Ten Killed, mass shooting at a Tops in Buffalo. One dead, five wounded, Laguna Woods Church, where a 68-year-old Asian man went into a predominantly Asian church, started shooting it up. The people caught him and hogtied him until the police came. Two dead, three hospitalized in a mass shooting in Houston. Milwaukee, they couldn't even have a watch party for an NBA game because they had 21 people injured at 
after the previous game in three separate shootings. Indianapolis, three mass shootings over the course of the year. I mean, I can go on and on. But, I mean, look, it, it, it is as soon as it happened. Here it came. Oh, my God, it's Fox. Oh, my God, it's white supremacy. Oh, my. It, it is everybody. It is absolutely everybody. And if you're relying on the New York Times or the USA Today or the Washington Post to do anything but try to divide, you're wrong. You are. You got to understand. This is a bigger problem. There is no God in our world anymore here. There isn't. You can get mad about it all you want, but there isn't. When God is taken out of everything, when discipline is taken out of everything, and we all know it's wrong. I mean, if you really want to know the truth, you walk around your neighborhood and you ask people, and 95 to 99% of the people you talk to are going to say, yeah, our schools are ridiculous that you can't discipline kids. Yeah, our... Uh, our prosecutors are ridiculous that they won't tough, they won't be tough on criminals. I don't give a damn what neighborhood you go around. I can't even tell you how many times I've heard, yeah, that guy just got out. I mean, don't act like it's CNN's fault or Fox News's fault or no. It's all of our fault because we all stay quiet. We all stay quiet. When everybody knows, why do we acquiesce? to 14-year-olds. Why are 14-year-olds getting guns? Why are 16-year-olds and a bunch of 16-year-olds taking over the Bean and Millennium Park? Where's their parents? Where's their guardians? Where's their aunts? Where's their uncles? Where's their cousins? Where's any adult? Obama said it way back, and Dungy said it after, and Dungy got crushed by a lunatic fringe uh, little segment of our society about the importance of fathers. And anybody that doesn't think that's just an idiot, you know, I'm sorry, but anybody that doesn't think male role models in this country, strong-ass male role models, not effeminate male role models, strong-ass male role models need to step up. Just telling you. I mean, read the story about Chicago. Like, Lori Lightfoot's pissed now, right? You know why she's pissed? She's pissed because this cuts at downtown where tourists go, the Bean, Millennium Park where people feel safe or supposed to feel safe. Well, let me tell you something. What happened at Millennium Park happens all the time on the south side, but nobody seems to care. That's wrong, too. We're held hostage in major cities. I live in a major city. I live in Indianapolis. We're held hostage. People don't want to go downtown. Why? Because a few people acting like jackasses. It's time we get tough on everything. It's time we get tough on crime. It's time we get tough on religion. It's time we get tough on discipline in schools. It's time we stop being afraid. That's my sense. Hey, I'm not saying it's right, and I'm not saying anybody shouldn't do anything other than laugh at me because that's what we do. Honest to God, the minute, I mean the minute, the second that that came out, I got guys saying tweets, remember when you tweeted Tucker Carlson? No, really? You think that's it? You think those kids walking in Millennium Park gave a rat's ass about Tucker Carlson? No. They gave a rat's ass that no one's disciplined them in their life, not in schools, not at home, not anywhere. And that's a fact. You can say whatever you want, but that's a fact. And it is time. And I'm gonna, I, 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 when I get on something that I'm truly passionate about, I repeat myself. 
I do. I repeat myself and I can't stop because I'm so sick and tired of listening to people tell me, oh, we got to get religion out of schools. Why? Why? I mean, when people are down and out, 99% that don't turn to drugs and alcohol turn to religion. Even the ones that turn to drugs and alcohol pray to get out of their current. Oh, why? Why do we have to get religion out of school? Why do we have to get discipline out of schools? Where does it say that we are better off letting 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th graders, 11th, 12th, do whatever the hell they want? I got to tell you, those of us that are old enough, we know we certainly, uh, well, all of us, actually, probably 100% of us would say we benefited from some type of discipline that we benefited from some type of guardrails. When that's gone, when you're afraid of 12-year-olds and you're an adult, what the hell's wrong with you? Sickening. It's absolutely sickening what's going on. And I don't have the answer, but I know divisiveness ain't the answer. I know blaming CNN or Fox News ain't the answer. I know this. Men need to start being frickin' men. Instead of that is, I don't even want to say it because I we you're not allowed to shouldn't say it. Anyway, I again I don't have the answer. Criticize me all you'd like, go off on me, you know. And then I it's no I, again I don't know whether this is a left or right thing, but I don't know why a civilian person needs an AK whatever the hell it is. I'm not for gun. I I don't even know where I stand on guns. I have no idea. I don't. But I know this: automatic weapons in hands of of regular people. Why? Why? So Jimmy Joe can go shoot in, in some range or some guy can t- go into a tops and just start mass shooting people while he's live streaming it? Where's that guy's mom and dad? Where's that guy's teachers? Where's that guy? Where, where was that? Where are mentors for people that are putting it out there that this is what they're going to do on social media? Where are parents? Hey, sometimes even the best parents, kids do that. I get that. I do. But where the hell are they? You know, I hear it all the time. It takes a village, right? We're scared to death. We're so damn scared. We're scared to get mad at a 12-year-old, a 14-year-old. We're scared to discipline a kid. And that's parents as much as teachers. Parents make excuses all the time, every time. Go to a Little League game. You'll see it. No, my kid, my ass it ain't. Anyway, rip me all you'd like, crush me all you'd like, but the truth of the matter is we need church. We need religion in our schools, in our lives. We need adult males in our lives. If you're freaking crazy enough to spawn a child, be an adult to the child. Or if you're blessed enough, I should say, not crazy enough. If you're blessed enough to have a child, take care of that child. But that's like some crazy, that's like insane. Tony Dungy talked about it the other day. People killed, they didn't kill him because of what he said. They killed him because they didn't like Tony Dungy's Christian politics. They didn't have any problem when Obama said the same thing. 
That's just stupid. The division of that kind is just stupid. Now, I know I'm rambling, but that's what I do. <laughs> so what can I tell you? Hey, we had a lot of sports, and I'm going to get into it. And we're going to talk to Tim Doyle coming up. How about the Reds throwing a no-hitter? How about that? How about throwing a no-hitter and losing? You know, I'm going to go to sports here a second. You know, in sports, and in, I want you to think about this for just a second. In what part of life are there not rules? Sports, we got rules. Television, we got rules. In what in your business, you got rules. In what area do we not have rules? You know what area? Schools. Schools will always make exceptions because Teachers, excuse me, are scared to death, and probably rightfully so, to discipline some little frickin' fourth grader who grows up to be an 18-year-old that's a pain in the ass. And pains in the ass used to be they egged the house. Now pains in the ass got AKs and they're going to Millennium Park and we're shooting. Now pains in the ass drive halfway across the country and shoot up a tops killing all kinds of innocent people. Thank God for Aaron Salter the security guard, thank God. But in what area do we not have guardrails? In what area do we not have rules? Hell, in this show, I got rules. They said, stop swearing. We're trying to monetize this. Cool. Construction guy, he got rules. They're doing a whole thing in our neighborhood. I don't even know. They're tearing everybody's yard. They're putting fiber optics in. I was talking to one of the workers the other day. And he's telling me about all the laws and regulations. In what area do we have no rules? I'll tell you what area. Schools. Kids throw tantrums. Kids fight teachers. Kids talk back. Why? Because they know they can get away with it. So when you look at all this stuff, other than the guy in Laguna Woods, it's mostly kids. It's mostly young adult, not even young adults, 16 years old, 18 years old. It's the only area in our society where we don't have, hell, you play in a basketball court, you got rules. You go into a football game, there's some rules there. Everywhere has rules, except for schools. Now, you tell me how that makes any sense at all, will you please? And if you think I'm lying... Talk to a teacher. Ask a teacher about disciplining kids. Ask them. Ask them how much you can discipline. Ask them how much you can talk about God. Ask how much you can talk about faith. Anything. Anything. Ask. And the answer is going to be, oh, man. You know, they all have horror stories about kids flopping around in the ground. They all have horror stories about what went wrong and how they couldn't fix it. Because, oh, man. Oh, man. God forbid we discipline a 15-year-old. God forbid. God forbid we come at somebody with, oh, I don't know, with a little bit of discipline that's 12 years freaking old. We want, for God's sake, we want, instead of reading, writing, arithmetic, religion, and discipline, we worry about whether or not 
a freaking second grader, a first grader, a third grader should be told whether they're a boy or a girl or not. That's what we worry about in our schools. All you got to do is look at some of these crazy-ass teachers and what they're trying to get done. It is truly unbelievable. And I'm supposed to talk about sports here, but it's really difficult for me today. I'm gonna. There's a lot of great stuff that happened. But my God. No fathers. Tony Dungy talked about fathers. He gets vilified by some idiot fringe people. And I mean a lot of them. But none that make any difference in the real scheme of things. No discipline in schools. No, no tough prosecution. Police can't do their job. And I know, hey, look, I understand as well. I've had a gun put to my head three different times by police officers. Right there one time. Right there. Because I did not pull over when he told me to pull over on a dark road. I had another one, shotguns out. And I had another one in Homewood, Indiana. They surrounded our van, thought we were, it matched the description. So I understand, and people are going to say, well, you didn't get shot. No, but I've had him pulled on me. And one cop, I smelled alcohol on. Lucky I didn't get shot. But I'm like, hey, man, I understand there are good and bad everywhere. And I understand uh, people being upset in the African-American community, but defunding the police is not the answer. Soft prosecution is not the answer. It's the answer for a very, very small minority that want to be loud, but that ain't the answer. Some point, there has to be some semblance of discipline in our country, albeit a free country. Man, how is that even up for debate? Do you not watch TV? Do you not read the paper? Do you not know? I didn't even get through all of it. My city of Indianapolis, we got shootings right here downtown, right on the circle. My city in Indianapolis sets records every year, has a higher murder rate per capita than Chicago. Nobody knows it. Oh, Indianapolis is the greatest place to have the final four, the best place. For NCAA, the Super Bowl was great. Yeah, it was. But now guess what? I talk to teachers all the time. I talk to coaches all the time. You can't even discipline a kid. And as soon as you do, man, where's that parent? Where the hell is that parent? I made my son one time when he was in like grade school. I forget what he did. It was stupid. I said, you want to be a college basketball player, right? He goes, yeah. I go, okay. When you do that, I forget what it was. It wasn't like, you know, I said, well, you can't play in the next game. You got to sit on the bench in a suit and tie. So I made him wear a suit and tie and sit on the end of the bench for a AAU championship game. I thought it was going to kill him. Look, you can get mad at me all you want. I don't care. But the truth of the matter is what I'm saying is absolute fact. Absolute fact. How the hell are adult males scared to discipline a second grader? 
How the hell does anybody in their right mind think a guy that committed murder ought to get out with a light bail? I'm not saying you re- I put with their right mind. H- how does anybody think that a violent criminal should be out of, out of jail with a soft sentence? How do you think that's good? How do you think any kid's going to grow up and do anything other than be a pain in the ass unless you get lucky without any parental influence or any religion? or any discipline in school, or discipline at home, or discipline on a team, or discipline in the neighborhood. What do you think, it just happens osmosis? I don't even know where to go, tell you the truth. I mean, I know where I'm supposed to go, but I don't feel like it. And it's bad TV, right? One guy railing for 30 minutes which is exactly what's happening here. It's bad TV, so I'll give you some sports. The Rangers beat the Penguins, overtime. The Flames beat the Stars, overtime. The Celtics beat the Bucks. The Celtics beat the hell out of the Bucks, and Giannis, I don't even know how to say his name, set all kind of records, and the Mavericks totally embarrassed the Suns. I mean, they embarrassed them. I'm going to get to sports in the second segment. I'm going to get to what I ain't mad about over the weekend. And it's going to be a really fun show. But it's, I got to tell you, it's so freeing for me. And maybe, maybe I get fired after this show. Hell, I don't know. But it's so freeing for me to be able to speak on these things. You know, people always give me hell, right? They say, well, you got fired from ESPN. And I'm like, no, nah, I really didn't. But it's incredibly freeing for me to be able to speak on these things because, listen, name me the outlets where you can actually speak freely and look like me. Not ESPN. Oh. (laughs) You kidding me? Oh, man. 16-year-old boy was killed near the Bean in Millennial Park. Large crowds of hundreds of teenagers took over Millennium Park. A 17-year-old was charged with second-degree murder. That's all in Chicago. One dead, five wounded, Laguna Woods Church. A 68-year-old Asian man did the shooting. So they caught him, hogtied him. You know, this Buffalo shooting where 10 were killed in a mass shooting at a Tops. Thank God for Aaron Salter. He saved a life. You know, one of the things that I thought of is the shooter in the Buffalo was taken alive. Now, the shooter in Laguna Woods was taken alive. A lot of people are upset by that. But see, to me personally, you take them alive to get, unless it's obviously a situation where you can't, but apparently... The kid in Buffalo just went down, got on his knees, dropped his glove, put his hands behind his head, and knelt down. I mean, you would like to talk to these people and get more information so you can profile others based on the information you get from these folks. And then, whether you're for capital punishment or you're not for capital punishment, really doesn't matter. It kind of matters what the state that they are in, California uh, and New York, And frankly, uh, if capital punishment is what needs to happen and it's legal in those states, then there you go. But taking these two guys alive 
and taking the kid, the 17-year-old, alive in Chicago, I think is fairly important, if for nothing else, to get information to profile. Man, I'm sorry. I know we're supposed to talk sports on this show, and I'm sure if I go to the YouTube chat, people are on my ass and, you know, I said something they don't like because words like discipline and religion are like, and fathers are like taboo because it scares those that don't understand them or aren't involved in them. But my God, I mean, it's a simple question before I go to break here. What the hell do you think is going to happen to young people if there's no discipline, there's no religion, there's no guidance, there's no mentors, and there's an availability and a glamour to shooting people? What the hell do you think is going to happen? We'll be back. Man, I'm fired up. Sack the hell up and don't go anywhere. Don't at me. We'll be right back after this. On our uh, Twitter and our YouTube. You know, it is amazing, though. We were talking about the shootings over the weekend. And it immediately, when you look at this, the YouTube chat, it immediately gets divided among party lines. It's It's... It's fascinating, and then it is fascinating how people spend, and this is my world, people spend their entire day, 9 to 11 and noon to 3 on this chat, and they just come at me and come at me and come at me, and and I get a kick out of it. I really do. Uh, Let's go through some sports, will you? I, I ain't mad about it, ladies and gentlemen. I ain't mad. I ain't mad about Shaq and Charles' man crush on Tom Brady. I ain't mad about it even a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. I think the I think the man crush of Tom Brady and uh, Tom Brady by Shaq and Charles Barkley is one of the funniest things on TV. Yeah, I was watching Seinfeld last night. I watch Seinfeld sometimes before I go to bed, and it was I don't even know the episode, but it was where Elaine says to George. You know, George, just because you call a man handsome doesn't make you a homosexual. Well, Shaq and Charles went off, right, about how pretty Tom Brady is. Charles Barkley is so funny, man. I got to retweet our interview with him. I'll try to get him on maybe after the playoffs again. But he said something great. He's like, hey, look, I was sitting there talking to Tom Brady face to face, and I was just staring into his eyes. He goes, I didn't hear a word Tom Brady said. He's that handsome. Actually, he didn't say he's that handsome. He said, that's a pretty man. Shaq said the same thing. He goes, that's a pretty man. And then Shaq went on to defend the $37.5 million that Tom Brady was going to get or is going to get from NBC. It's really interesting. It's really funny. I love those two guys because, you know what? They're right. Tom Brady's pretty. I mean, I'll tell you what. I watch that man in the arena thing, and I'm sitting there mesmerized by Tom Brady thinking to myself, I've seen pictures of Tom Brady back when he was in college or back just starting in the NFL. Good-looking guy, but I don't know right now. I'm wondering to myself, why aren't I on the TB12 train? What the hell's that about? I got to get on that train. Peace. It's a handsome man. It's a pretty man. And I ain't mad at Shaq, and I ain't mad at Charles for saying it. Because if you don't say it, then I don't know what the hell we're doing. You know, I talked about leadership 
earlier, right? I, uh, I talked about leadership, and this is our leader, Kamala Harris. I want you to listen to this clip. Like, I don't know. I think Clay Travis said, hey, look, um, sounds like she's trying to write a... <laughs> She's, tr- she's trying to write a 3,500-word essay and do it in, like, six sentences by just putting words in. It's really fascinating. I don't know that I can hear it, or I don't know that it's up. We that got is a especially true when it comes to the on. climate crisis, which is why we will work together and continue to work together to address but, these issues to tackle these challenges and to work together as we continue to work Uh, operating from the new norms, rules, and agreements that we will convene to work together Uh, on to galvanize global action. With that, I thank you all. This is a matter of urgent priority for all of us, and I know we will work on this together. Man, I, I think we're in it together. I think, uh, I think we're in it together. I, I, I think we are. You know, I, I do. I, I think we are. I think we're in this together. I think uh, together. That's what I said the other day. Like, look, you think that's strong leadership? You think, you think that the person that speaks like that or the person that speaks like um, Joe Biden does? You think that's leadership? You think that's what people listen to? You think that's what uh, this country is going to get all excited listening to, that? Look, people are smart, and everything trickles down. Everything, everything trickles down. And if you think that's what we're going to listen to, then good for you, man. Seriously, Uh, good for you. But I'm not so sure that's what we're going to... I'm not so sure that has uh, a real effect on our country. See, what we want in this world is we want strength. We want from the top, wherever, people to understand that, hey, um, our best are leading us. That's not our best. That's just not. You know, I do know this, and I'm not saying Trump is any great human being. I think he's a pig. But when he was president, there was a fear of crazy, and crime was way down. Crime was way down. You know, and I don't know. I'm not, t- I'm not saying to you or anybody else that, you know, he's the reason but I do think this, I do think strong discipline, our strong leadership matters in our highest positions. Can somebody send me the link to the show through here, if you don't mind? Uh, usually Ryan sends it to me. If someone could send it to me, I want to make sure I have it so I'm, I'm on cue with everybody. We got a little problem with the earpiece today. But anyway, you know, that right there. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. That's nothing there. That, 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 that literally is nothing. Um, that doesn't even register. That's just a person, a politician talking. 
That's all that is. And we need folks that are tough. We need folks that are leaders in this country. We don't need jokes. We need serious people doing serious things, leading in a very serious way. We don't need jokes. We don't need people that we are parodying. We're all going to parody. We're all going to make fun. Uh, it's what we do. But the truth of the matter is we don't need that. We need strength. Say whatever you'd like, but we need strength. And that ain't strength. Um, moving on. I'm moving on. I love, I don't like, I love the fact that the Golden State Warriors are moving on to the Western Conference Finals. Why? Because I love the way they play basketball. I am going to have Tim Doyle come on here in about 20 minutes, and he's going to explain to the world how you should bet this series. And it's a surprise because the Mavericks beat the living hell out of the Suns. Okay. But I ain't mad at the Warriors winning. Here's why. I think Warriors have adults. I look at the Warriors and I say, you know what? Steph Curry, an adult. Klay Thompson, an adult. In a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, Draymond Green is an adult. In a lot of ways, he's a child. In a lot of ways, uh, he is kind of an adult. But really, in many ways, particularly on the court, he's an adult. Kayvon Looney had 20-plus rebounds just doing his role. When you watch the Warriors, you see ball movement. You see people movement. They don't play with a point guard. I'm going to get into the similarities and the things that are dissimilar about this series coming up. We'll get into all of that. But I love, I don't like, I love the fact, love it, that the Warriors are moving on. Like, did you see this Looney? He's one got every rebound. Is when got every rebound. You know, Wiggins played well. I actually tweeted out at one point during the game, though, can anybody on the Warriors play besides Curry and Thompson? Can any of them play? And the answer is, well, Wiggins started to. And once Wiggins got playing, everybody played. So I guess the answer is yes. Draymond Green was doing his best Ben Simmons imitation, driving it to eight feet, turning and kicking it. Like, what are you doing? But the answer is yes. And then Clay Thompson got going, and I'll tell you even something better. Middle of the game, I had the Warriors minus nine and a half. I live bet it. It looked like there was no chance. And next thing you know, whap, 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 boom. I am not mad about it. In fact, I'm very happy about it. I am. Hey, uh... I don't have the guest. I don't have. I have the guest Zoom, but I don't see where I have the show Zoom. Because at some point, I'd like to play Elon Musk's latest tweet. Ryan, can you text it to me? Can somebody? Uh, because I, I, it must be going somewhere else. But Elon Musk had a great tweet, and I like Elon Musk. Anything Elon Musk wants to do, I'm in. I know that makes me probably a bad guy to you loony folks out there, and that's fine. I don't care. I can be as loony as you want. But, hey, at the end of the day, I need me some Elon Musk in my life. I do. I think it's freaking awesome. Elon Musk basically said, well, 
I'll let them put it up. They, you guys, tell me when the tweet goes up because I really want to see it. I love it. I think it's great. Clay Thompson, adult. Let me say something else to you, uh, you kids here. All right. Uh, there it is. There's the Musk tweet. Never, never thought owning the libs would be cheap. Whoever thought owning the libs would be cheap never tried to acquire a social media company. <laughs> Forty. Four billion, with a B, billion, ladies and gentlemen. Now, the deal seems to be a little bit on hold, and oh, man, who would have thought the feds, because as Musk said, they're owning the libs, who would have thought that the feds would be investigating the deal? I did. Me. I absolutely did. Are you kidding me? Of course you knew that was going to happen. Hell, we all knew that was going to happen. Are you insane? I anticipate an audit. I said it Friday. Look, I anticipate somebody auditing me. I anticipate that like I anticipate walking. Because this show, you know this. Go against lifetime politicians. You're gonna get you're gonna get the business, baby. It's all right though. I ain't mad about it. Hey, I ain't mad about the Panthers and the Lightning moving on. In the NHL playoffs, I'll add the Rangers to that as well. Rangers came back from 3-1, to one, one last night over to Penguins. Six minutes ago, Pens were up one. Next thing you know, goal. Next thing you know, Rangers move on. I ain't mad at that because when I was a kid, I kind of liked Jean Rattel and the Rangers. I did. I liked the Rangers. But here's why I like the Panthers. A friend of mine, Brendan King, is the uh, voice of the South Bend Cubs. In my lifetime, I have never seen a guy more enthusiastic about a team that I knew nothing about. Nothing. Zero. Zip. Nada. I don't know the Florida Panthers from the Florida whatevers. I got no idea. But I ain't mad about it because of one guy's enthusiasm. Brendan King. Tell you what else I ain't mad about. I ain't mad about the Lightning moving on. Back-to-back NHL champions moving on. I bet them because of pedigree. Never discount the heart of a champion. But see, here's the story. I like dynasties. I don't like dynasties in politics. Screw the Clintons. Screw the Bushes. Screw this current guy, Biden. I don't like political dynasties. They're all corrupt. But I like sports dynasties. I like seeing somebody try to beat the champ. Muhammad Ali, when I was a kid, I didn't give a damn if he was fat and retired 16 times. When he was going to fight, this guy was going to watch. That's right. I like me some dynasties, and I got to tell you, the Lightning are on a heater right now. So they moved on. I like dynasties. The Panthers moved on. I like Florida Panthers because of Brendan King. And ladies and gentlemen, the New York Rangers moved on because I think it makes hockey more interesting. Now, I can't name you one player on either team. True story. I can name you Ovechkin on the Capitals. There was a time when I could sing the Blackhawks song. Here come the Hawks, the mighty Blackhawks. But I tell you this right now. I'm rooting for those three teams. And... It is what it is. 
dynasties. Love it. That's why I'd like to see Curry and those guys go ahead and win another title. That'd be a bit of a dynasty, would it not? I mean, a bit. I mean, I'm not saying it's a total dynasty, but it's a bit of one. I'd like to see them go ahead and win. We're going to get into the Greek freak and his historic numbers. We're going to get into Luka Doncic. We're going to get into all of that in a minute. I love this. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, in case you forgot, actually played for the Philadelphia 76ers for a year. See, this is the stuff in sports that I dig. Um, I love this. Jimmy Butler had to leave for whatever the reason. Jimmy Butler got to Philadelphia and it was crazy, right? It was just like, what are you doing? Uh, it didn't work. He was too mean to his teammates and Beeb and him clap, whatever. So they chose in Philadelphia Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler. Tobias Harris is a good player, nice kid. But Jimmy Butler's a killer. I mean, a stone cold NBA late game, I don't care defender. Late game, I don't care playmaker. Late game, I don't care shot maker. That's what Jimmy Butler is. Tobias Harris, nice player, good shooter. You know, developed, made a lot of money in the NBA, terrific. Jimmy Butler yelling out, Tobias Harris over me? Yeah, that's what I can get down with. That's the kind of approach that I think shows you that James Butler is a killer because that's right here. See, you got to understand something. When a player says that after a game, it's bothered him since the time he left that team. It's bothered him ad nauseum. He thinks about it at times when he's alone. He thinks about it at times when he's getting ready for a game. It's always right there. And here it came. And I got to tell you, it was beautiful. <laughs> Excuse me. I've been sick as a dog lately. I have. But when Jimmy Butler did that, I thought to myself, killer. Jimmy Butler don't mess around. Jim Butler's crazy. I mean, you ask anybody on his team, he's crazy. But he's kind of crazy in a, hey, look, we like you way. Like, hey, look, you're our kind of crazy. That I dig, right? That's the only way to fly. Hey, man, you're crazy. But you're our kind of crazy. And ain't nothing wrong with that. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. And when you look at what's happening with the Heat, and we're going to talk to Tim Doyle about this, the Heat are really a lot like the Celtics. Think about it. Who's point guard for the Heat? Who's point guard for the Celtics? Hell, let me throw another one at you. Who's point guard for the Warriors? Now, Doncic is a point guard for the Dallas Mavericks, but so is Brunson, and they play together. It's really interesting what's happening. If you're a coach and you're watching this, pay particular attention to how players are being used in the NBA. It's positionless basketball. You know, do we have right now, right now, other than Doncic, Doncic absolutely is, the one guy dominating the ball dribbling. I do a show on Sirius XM Radio, 
I do it Saturday mornings from 9 to noon. I had Isaiah Thomas, the good Isaiah Thomas, the great Isaiah Thomas, the Pistons Isaiah Thomas. And the one thing that hit me, and I was talking to him about a lot of different things. We really didn't get into basketball. But the one thing that hit me about Isaiah Thomas, he was never an over-dribbler. Yes, he dribbled a lot. Yes, he went between his legs. Yes, he was fancy. Yes, he did all this stuff. But it wasn't like, I pass, I got to go get it back. And when you watch Chris Paul and some of these teams, man, that's what they do. Now, the Bucs didn't do that. The Bucs just didn't have enough. I mean, let's be honest. Hey, can we put up that Giannis uh, graphic on Giannis's? Oh, no, we're going to do that in the next segment. I got to give you a segment on Giannis's stat line. It's unbelievable. It's really incredible. But they didn't, none of these teams have a, hey, I'm going to dribble the brakes off the ball, throw it, and then get it back and dribble the brakes off the ball again. We don't have that in this series. It's going to be fascinating. But give me the Warriors and give me more Doncic. How about this for irony? So Coach Igor is who the Phoenix Suns had as a coach before Monty Williams. He was Luka Doncic's coach over in Europe. What did they do in Phoenix? They passed over Luka Doncic when his coach was the coach of the Phoenix Suns. Dallas gets him. You know who's on the bench right now for the Dallas Mavericks? Luka Doncic's coach, Igor. It's unbelievable. I got to think to myself, if I passed on Luka Doncic, huh, How's that going for me? 27 points in the first half for Doncic. 27 points for the Suns. Now, I want you to think about this. A good high school team playing eight-minute quarters usually scores 15, 12 to 15 points a quarter. That's 24 to 30 points. These guys play 24 minutes, score 27 points in the biggest game of the year. Got a Hall of Fame point guard. Got the greatest coach in the history of the world. And I think Monty Williams is a terrific coach. I don't put this on Monty Williams, the coach. I'm going to ask Tim Doyle about this. Hell, I don't do that. I put this on their entire team. You're talking about not coming ready to play. Down 30 and half in a game seven? Child, please. Seriously. Down 30. I'm going to say that again. 30 in a game seven at half. And you know what happens. Here was the interesting part. So you go in the locker room, and as a coach, you've, you know you've been in games where you have lost a 28-point lead. You know, every coach has. Every coach has that game. We've talked about it. So you go in the locker room, and you tell your team, hey, look, here's the deal, man. How would you play if you were down 30? And the team that's up 30 would say, well, we'd play desperate. We'd play... You know, who cares? We just go crazy and battle, right? And then you tell the other team that's down 30, you go, hey, fellas, look, man, we got nothing to lose. We might as well go out there and play loose. Just go at them. Press like hell, go crazy, that kind of thing, right? I mean, that's what you do. Well, when you turned it all back on, guess what happened? The start of the second half, they were down 40. There was legitimately no fight. In none, zero, zip, nada, none. No fight in the Phoenix Suns, none. 
It was never going to get to 20. It was never getting to 20. Like, you get it to 20, and you're like, oh, wait a second here. Hold the phone. We got a little shot here. Wait a second. No, never. They quit. They deserve whatever grief's coming their way. Every player does. Every coach does. You know that as a player. You know that as a coach. And you ain't even mad about it because you know that's just the way the world works. How about this? I got this cord, and this thing's stuck in my ear. I'm going to have to fix that at the break. (laughs) But I can't wait to talk to Timmy Doyle. We got conference finals all lined up, man. We got Dallas Surprise taking on the Warriors, and we got the Heat and the Celtics, maybe two of the best cultures in the league. Maybe the four best coaches in the league right now. Mm, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to fix my headset. The great Tim Doyle is going to entertain you. It's going to be awesome. And and then, at the end of the show, I'm going to give you a few things to bet on. That's right. I haven't been on the YouTube chat in a minute. You guys still arguing with each other whose news channel's better? You guys still arguing? Ed, you still defending? Look, do yourself a favor. You know how people say, hey, man, go home and hug your kids today? Go home and discipline your kids today. How about that? How about you go home, and if you've been lax on it, you tell your kid, hey, man, get your ass in that room and study. Hey, man, no, you ain't going to hang out with them dope smokers on the corner. It's good advice. I'll give you good advice. All right, speaking of good advice, Timmy Doyle is going to join us when we come back. It'll be good advice. That's it. I got to take a break. We'll be right back with more on Don't At Me across the Outkick Network. Hey, it's a Monday. People come in the studio in Nashville and they screw us up. I don't like it. I don't like it a bit. I don't. I got to hear Timmy D and I got to hear what he's got to say because the man is a freaking genius. And if you want to see his son, which is the greatest story in the world, Chicago Joe, go to Chicago Joe on Twitter, at Chicago Joe. Look him up. You'll like him. All right, let's talk NBA Finals. As soon as they tell me, I'll get Timmy D in here. Uh, Let's talk NBA Finals, the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. Let me go with some similarities between the Celtics and the Heat. All right? Celtics both have established cultures, right? How are you going to bet this? I want to ask this guy because I want to know how he's going to bet this. Is he going to bet on the Celtics? Is he going to bet on the Heat? I got to tell you, both teams are impossible to bet against. Both guard, too, man. And when I say they guard, they guard. And it's because of their culture. But a word about the Greek freak. The freakest of Greekus decided that he was going to become an all-time great in this series. Now, let me read a little something to you, shall I? The Greek freak is the first player in a series with 200 points, 100 rebounds, and 50 assists in the history of the NBA. Now think about that. Just think about that for a second. The Greek freak first guy, 200 points, 100 rebounds, 50 assists. Nobody's ever done that before. There have been a lot of good players in the NBA. There have been a lot of really good players in the NBA. And the Greek freak is the only one ever to do that. I'm telling you, that's incredible. It really is. Now, you look, uh, Middleton being out crushed him. 
Uh, I saw today Patrick Beverly was on Get Up, and he was talking about how the Greek freak had to, well, had to guard everybody, and he did. He had to guard everybody, and he did as best he could. He tried as hard as he could, and it didn't work out. Period. I mean, that's just, you know, that's just the way it goes. But I'll tell you what, no Middleton crushed him. Absolutely freaking crushed him. You know, there have been a lot of conversation. There has been a lot of conversation about Luka Doncic or Devin Booker. Let me explain something to you about Devin Booker. The Kardashian factor. I'm going to let that sit there for a second. You get involved with a Kardashian, a.k.a. a Jenner. You get screwed up. You get screwed up for a lifetime. Seriously. Bruce Jenner, Kim Kardashian, whatever the mommy's name is. No. No. You don't do it. So why am I mentioning this with Devin Booker? Well, because he's dating that Kylie Jenner. And Kylie Jenner will screw you up. You get involved with that family, you get you end up it just it's it's undefeated. Let's put it that way. It is completely and totally undefeated. So we've got one Luka Doncic who got fat in the offseason, but hey, he's Serbian. What we do, we eat, we drink, we have this face, we have a good time. You know what I mean. Luka Doncic decided he was going to get fat in the offseason. I can't blame him. Who the hell can blame Luka Doncic for getting fat? We all get fat. Then he gets in shape, and all he cares about is ball-eating Schlievovitz, and I'm sure women, because he's 21 or 22 years old. That's all guys care about. So what does Luka Doncic do? He goes out and scores as many points as the Suns score in the first half. What does Devin Booker do? No show. I blame Kardashians. I absolutely blame the Kardashians. You blame whoever you want. You say whatever you would like. You put it on however you would like to put it. But today, tomorrow, the next day, the Kardashian factor is too strong. You cannot overcome it. Remember that guy, Chris Humphreys? Where is Chris Humphreys? Tristan Thompson. There's a baseball player that disappeared. Chris Humphreys is as athletic a guy as ever to go into the NBA. And you know what happened? He married Kim Kardashian. You know what happens when you marry a Kardashian? He gone. Gone. Out. Done. Sayonara. Laganoche. Arvita saying. Adios. You're done. It's just the way the world works. Period. It does not matter. You date a Kardashian, you're done. Uh oh. Hello. Hello. Oh. Over. See ya. <laughs> but anyway, I think the uh, comparison of Luka Doncic and Devin Booker. Maybe it will come. Maybe there will be a time when that comparison is legitimate. Maybe. I don't see it as legitimate right now. I see it as what happened yesterday, in my view, solidified Luka Doncic 
as one of the greats in the current NBA. And I think, I think, just me personally, I think Devin Booker's got a ways to go. That's just what I think. Oh, by the way, talk about your jinxes. Um, Kim Kardashian is a Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover model. So there you go. Watch what happens with Sports Illustrated. (laughs) Watch what happens. Uh, Side note, a lot of people are blaming Chris Paul for that debacle. Hey, I ain't mad at you. You should. You know, here's the deal. Chris Paul is like a quarterback in football. He gets all the praise for his team when they win. But when they lose, baby, he doesn't get nothing. Well, he's getting it now. He had 10 points once the game was over, four assists. Uh, Devin Booker had 11 points, and it was an absolute ass kicking. All right, I do want to touch on one thing before I get into betting the NBA Finals. Um, NFL football. I got to tell you, I am excited about this coming NFL football season for a variety of reasons. Like, here in Indianapolis right? Here in Indianapolis, we're still whining about Carson Wentz. For some reason, Carson Wentz and his 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions, has gotten under the skin of us here in Indianapolis. So the night before Halloween, Carson Wentz is going to come to Indianapolis and play football with the Washington Commanders. Now people are, well, we're going to dress like clowns. Okay. Good for you. Carson Wentz playing against the Jaguars opening day is interesting as well. See, when you live in a particular town, you think that everything that happens is relative to your town. Let me explain. People think, people think that Carson Wentz playing at Jacksonville is in response to Carson Wentz losing last year, the last game of the year, in Jacksonville with the Colts. You think anybody really cares about that in the NFL office? I mean, do you really? Do you think they said, hey, look, uh, this guy lost a game at the end of the year, and uh, okay, we're going to pit these two teams together? Do you really think that? I don't think that. I don't think they have any caring about it. Now, a guy going back, to his former place that's been as publicized. Sure. Sure. I think there definitely can be something to that. But in our world here at Indy, baby, Carson Wentz coming to Indianapolis, uh, we've already had people say, well, you know, you got to wear a clown suit. Well, you know, I'm going to boo him off the face of the earth. Well, you know. No, there is no well, you know. No. Uh Uh-uh. I don't want to hear about it. All right, I also got to talk about Drew Brees. I didn't get into Drew Brees. How come I didn't get into Drew Brees? I got to get into Drew Brees. Can we show that tweet from Drew Brees? Drew Brees, speaking of football, is being, I'm not sure what Drew Brees is being. But let's be honest, Drew Brees yesterday, every news outlet said that Drew Brees was going to be let go by NBC after only one year. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. It seemed odd to me. 
I understand there's been a restructuring. You know, NBC, uh, Tariq's in, uh, L. Michael's out. I understand all that. I understand they're restructuring. But I also thought, well, wait a second. Drew Brees is a big enough name. Shouldn't Drew Brees be given a bit of the benefit of the doubt? Shouldn't Drew Brees be given like, hey, man, it's only been one year. We're going to figure it out. There's something fishy here. And I like the fact that Drew Brees came out and addressed it. And he addressed it in a way that I think we all should address things. He said, despite speculation from media about my future this fall, I'm currently undecided. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But here's what Drew Brees did with this. Drew Brees set himself up to at least go out on his terms. Like, if you are NBC and you don't want Drew Brees, well, that makes Drew Brees look bad. So what does NBC do? They may say it's a mutual party. Drew Brees is putting it on him in this first part. Despite speculation from media about my future, I'm currently undecided. I may work for NBC. Okay, fair enough. Here's what's got everybody hot in the crotch. I may play football again. Now, let's understand that Tom Brady just did this. Tom Brady said he was done, gave it some thought. Now, you got to understand also that the Saints signed Jarvis Landry and Tyron Matha. Tyron Matha, whatever the hell, the honey badger. And Breeze had commented that these are two terrific leaders. So there is speculation. Of course, you turn on your TV or you turn on your outkick, and here we are talking about it. But he goes farther, and this is what I like. I may focus on business and philanthropy. I may train for the pickleball tour. I bet he'd be good. Senior golf tour. Coach my kids or all of the above. I'll let you know. Well, let's go through that. You can do all of the above except work for NBC and play football, unless you're going to work for NBC during the non-football times. Maybe he does a track meet. Maybe he does golf coverage. I don't know. But at the end of the day, here's the deal. Drew Brees putting this out is genius. It covers his backside relative to whether or not he's being fired at NBC. It makes everybody lose their mind about whether or not he is going to play football again. Now you got people going, hey, let's go. Just to show you the power of this, Drew Brees' tweet had over 6,000 retweets, 4,000 quote tweets, 100,000 likes. Todd Langdon, the first guy, says, Drew, it's none of their damn business what your plans are. You did your time. Now it's time for you to enjoy whatever you decide to do. Last time I checked, you are a grown man, not under contract. Love what you've done for the city of New Orleans. Michael Jordan, I'm back. I think it'd be great. Although I got to tell you, I'm a Jameis Winston fan. I am a Jameis Winston fan. If I'm Jameis Winston, I'm sitting here going, hey, what the hell are we doing around here? What the hell's going on? If I'm Jameis Winston, I'm looking over my shoulder all of a sudden saying, hold the phone. This ain't right. 
I don't like this. But I got to tell you, I think it's absolutely glorious. And of course, all of the New Orleans fans are all excited about it, and they should be. I mean, with all due respect to Jameis Winston, do you really want Jameis Winston quarterback over uh, Drew Brees with a new coach in there? Maybe you do. Maybe you want a clean slate. I don't know, but I don't think so. Um, Before we go into the last segment, I want to talk about Phil Mickelson. This week, the PGA is here. Not here. It's in Tulsa. A year ago, the greatest story in sport was Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson, at 110 years old, goes and wins a major. All right? Fast forward a year later. A year later, Phil Mickelson is a pariah. I mean a pariah in golf, and I don't understand it. Look, I understand that he made idiotic comments. I understand that he was trying to play the Saudi Golf League against the PGA Tour. It was golf treason, all right? Fine. It was golf treason. Um, He made comments that people didn't like. Fine. All right? But here's the situation. I was watching Gaslit last night. It's about Martha Mitchell, Watergate. And in it, it said, look, if you don't talk, everyone else is going to talk for you. And that's what's happening right now with Phil Mickelson. See, I don't know what Phil Mickelson did is the worst thing in the world. I don't know if it's the best. I don't know. I read it and I'm like, all right, so what? You made some comments that people didn't like. You tried to subterfuge a league. I mean, USFL, back when Trump was owning teams, they took Warfield, Kick, Zonka off Miami. Those guys came back and played in the league. Um, Charlie Huffman said this, I have the utmost respect for Phil. I think everything he was trying to do was in the player's best interest, to be honest. I think at some point it may have gotten out of context. I don't agree with everything he said. But to me, you got two choices. And maybe both are good. You sit back. You let time heal. You don't talk so that when you do talk, your words have meaning. He hasn't spoken publicly in three months. He's gone dark, they say. He did issue a statement. uh, And at the end of the day, you can do that. You can go dark, come back, or you can get out ahead of it and live life normally. You know, one thing I've learned as I turn 60, life's too short. And you think people are talking about you, they really aren't. And you know, Raise your hand if you haven't made a dumbass mistake or you haven't said something stupid. Or you business guys out there, raise your hand if you didn't make a dumb business decision. So if I'm Phil Mickelson, I get it. He said something wrong. Words are so hurtful, everybody says. I got to tell you, I get called all kinds of things every day. It doesn't hurt me a lick. So if I'm Phil Mickelson, hey, look, I may not play in the PGA. He hasn't been playing, I'm sure. But that'd be about it for me. Three months would be about it. 
it'd be about time I said, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'll talk and do what people do. Go on Oprah. Hell, go get Oprah. Come on this show. Talk to one person and away you go. And then start playing golf again if you want. If you don't want to play golf, don't play golf. But the bigger issue is going to be this book by this guy, Billy Waters, that I keep hearing is coming out. Now, we talked about uh, Mickelson losing, what, $40 million gambling. I'm hearing there's other things involved here, and that would be really bad. You do not want the men in windbreakers with FBI on the back snooping around your house. You want, if you got to have someone snooping, you want the Pro Tour snooping. You want the NCAA snooping. You want the PGA snooping, but not the FBI, CIA, or any of those kind of people. And I'm hearing it ain't great for Phil, but I don't know. I, anybody that's going to tell me, hell, they may know, they may not know, but everybody wants to tell me. I don't know. We saw the report last year. But again, if I'm Mickelson, I went radio silent one time, and not because of anything other than I was literally told by God. I did. I felt like I was anyway. Whether I was or not, you can debate, but I felt like I was. And looking back, it was probably a mistake. Should have come out at people. But hey, it is what it is. You live and you learn. Take advice from me, Phil. Three months is enough. That's it. That's plenty. That's all you need. That's it. Now it's time. Sit down with someone you trust. Do an interview. Be prepared for the interview. And get after it. Period. Period. That's it. And if I'm Drew Brees, amen, and I'm out at NBC, I make damn sure that people understand that I'm out because I wanted to be out. I'm out as a mutual at worst, my decision at best, parting of the ways. Don't let those clowns uh, at any network, don't let those suits screw with you. Don't even think about it. No, 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 no. No, I ain't doing it. Stand the hell up. Stand the hell up, walk like a man, and get going here. Pretty good advice. All right, when we come back, I got similarities between the Heat and the freaking Celtics. I've got dissimilarities between the Warriors and the Mavs. I'm sad and I'm going to try to get him on later this week. Hope we get our technical problems done. I'm sad I didn't get you Timmy D because I'm trying to make you some money. Oh, by the way, I got a hockey guy. His name is Chuck Fatori. He is one of the great guys in the world. He manager at Indiana when I was a player at Indiana. We're good friends. We did the Dumbasses Across America tour when we both got out of college. We drove out to Vegas. We drove out to California. We drove through Dallas. We did a cross-country tour. He's my hockey guy. And he ain't kind of good. He's really good. So if you go to my Twitter, at Dan Dockage, as soon as the hockey playoffs re-up, start again, I'm going to give you some hockey bets, and our toes are going to be tapping. We're going to win. The Bucks absolutely screwed me in this postseason, but I evened it out with some hockey. All right, let's go through the NBA Conference Finals, how they heat and the Celtics are incredibly similar, and how the Mavericks and the Warriors are unbelievably dissimilar. We've had a nice day today. 
Thanks for everybody watching. I got a half hour with you. I'm going to explain the conference finals to you and probably get into some stuff. Yeah, we'll just get into some stuff when we come back. We'll be right back. Got to take a short break here. We are rolling with Don't At Me, and you don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. Hey, welcome back. I'm saddened that I don't have Timmy D on today. We've got all kind of, not here at my house. We've got good stuff at my house, but we've got all kind of problems up in Nashville where the uh, program originates from. So I'm going to try to get Timmy Doyle on tomorrow because he is the best, man. That, Tim Doyle is the best guest that we have for NBA, maybe anything. Anyway, we'll try to get Timmy D on. We got a connection problem between me and Tim. All right, let's talk about a couple of things that I think are interesting in these NBA finals. Let's go through similarities of the Heat and the Celtics. First, both have established cultures. I've talked to you about this before. What does that mean? Well, that means when you go play for the Celtics, you're expected to act a certain way, meaning you're supposed to act, I guess, the Celtic way. That means you're supposed to play with pride. That means you're supposed to play with a toughness. That means you're supposed to live up to what those that came before you did. And let's be honest, I talked to Brad Stevens about this a long time ago, and Brad made the comment, he goes, you know, I see those 26 or 27 banners every day when I walk into the freaking practice facility. And he goes, it's unbelievable. And you live up to that. And you see former players talking about it. And you see the pride. But here's the deal with the Celtics now. Conference finals are great. Celtics and Lakers, they're just different. You know, they just differ. They expect to win. They expect to win every single year. And I got to tell you, here's the similarity here with the Heat. It's almost the same thing with the Heat. I mean, let's not BS one another. The Heat are expected now with Pat Riley and Spolstra to win every single year. Not win a championship necessarily, but to be involved in it. And that's culture. You know, when you come to the Heat, and let me back up. Do you remember when Jimmy Butler went off on Spolstra and and Spolstra went right back at him? Well, a lot more happened than that. Udonis Haslam stood up and said, hey, sit your ass down, I'll fight you. But in the locker room, Spolstra basically said, hey, look, do you want to blow this up? Jimmy, is that what you want to do? He goes, I'll go to Pat right now and get your ass out of here. We'll work together to get you out of here if you want to blow this up. That's what happened in the background. And then three of the players, including Jimmy Butler, at the end of the regular season, the entire team flew to the Bahamas. The entire team flew to the Bahamas to have kind of a let's get back in focus type thing. The Heat actually inside kind of thought maybe they might lose in the first round. They were a bit of a mess. But you know what happened? Culture took over. Haslam took over. Spolstra wasn't afraid. Because Spolstra, number one, isn't afraid. He's coached great players. But number two, Spolstra knows he has the backing of the general manager. And he also knows that deep down, Jimmy Butler doesn't want to blow the thing up. But that's what happened with the Heat. You can look it up. If you got anybody that knows anything about the Heat, that's exactly what happened. They had a mess at a variety of different times, such a mess that one time while they were going at it, Kyle Lowry said, screw this, I'm legitimately, I am legitimately 
um, getting in the shower and not listening to this crap. Y'all are crazy. That happened towards the end. And the Heat got themselves right. Mm-hmm. Culture is big, even in the NBA, where you think it isn't. It's huge, man. Why do you think all these undrafted guys play? You know where Max Struss went to college? Anybody? Anybody know where Max Struss went to college? I'll give you a hint. He ended up at DePaul. You know how many games DePaul won with Max Struss? About as many as I did this year. I don't know. That's where Max Struss went to college. DePaul. Jimmy Butler was an okay, good player in college. Good player. I remember doing a game. I think he and Wes Matthews were on the same Marquette team. They're a good player. They're a really good player. But they weren't great. I mean, do you know the story of Duncan Robinson? And, you know, the Celtics had a couple high draft choices, and they were smarter than anybody. Danny Ainge moved out of the first pick to the third pick and let Philadelphia take Markel Fultz, and he ended up getting Jason Tatum. I'm going to brag on myself. I said it on Mike and Mike how stupid that was. You take Jason Tatum and you figure it all out later. That's what you do. And now Jason Tatum's going to be an All-American, All-World, All-Pro for the next thousand years. That's what they're going to just that's what it's going to be. For the next thousand years, he's going to be like All-World. Both teams have guys that have been with the team and have been in these games. How many years, even though they're still young, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, they all feel like they've been there 100 years. Same thing with all the guys in the Heat, even though Lowry just came over. It feels like Tyler Hero's been there 10 years. It feels like these guys have been there forever. And that's a big deal. That's why the Heat, they're so similar, these two teams. Both teams move the ball and play positionless basketball. The Heat and the Celtics, they move it. Boom, 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 boom. They don't stand around and watch one guy dribble. They don't stand around and watch Chris Paul dribble. They move the damn basketball. That's what they do. That's who they are. One time it's Tatum. One time maybe it's not. And let me add to it, the Celtics had their problems in the middle of the year too. Both teams, although the Heats were a little bit more masked than the Celtics, both teams had issues in the middle of the year. An NBA season's hard, man. An NBA season's long. You don't just show up, play 17 games, and win an NBA season. Oh, hell no. NBA seasons are long forever. You don't mess around with an NBA season, man. Those things are forever. So you're going to have problems. So they did. They handled them. Why? Because of culture. Period. That's how they handle them. Positionless basketball. There's nothing worse. And again, we'll get into this. There really isn't much worse than watching one guy dribble the ball till it bleeds. Nothing worse. Zero. But that is what most teams do, and that is not what either of these teams do. So there you go. No real post player. Don't really have a post player on either team if you think about it. Who's a post player for the Heat? I don't know. I don't know. And when I get to the Suns, I'm going to give you some quotes from Patrick Beverly today. But I'm just saying, no real post player, neither team. They don't really have a point guard. They don't really have a post guy. I guess you could say a lot of guys post up, but who's a real post player on the Heat? I'll wait. 
Who's a real post player on the freaking Celtics? I'll wait. Nobody. Not a zip, zip, zero, zip, zilch. Not a, pl- not a post player. All right. Here's how the Warriors and the Mavs are dissimilar. The Warriors don't have a point guard dribbling all the time. The Mavericks do. The Mavericks have Luka Doncic. Dribble, 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 and then go make a great play. Well, when you're as good as Luka Doncic, then you can do whatever the hell it is you want, which is dribble, dribble, dribble. You can do whatever you want. What do the, ma- the, the Wizards, or excuse me, what do the Warriors do? They pass the living hell out of the ball. Boom, boom, boom. Who's the point guard of the Warriors? Tell me, somebody, anybody, I don't care. Tell me. I'm listening. I don't know. Point guard of the Warriors, you can tell me is Steph Curry. You can also tell me he's Draymond Green. Who's the point guard of the Mavericks? Easy. One guy. Luka Doncic. Neither team really has a true post guy. But when the ball goes into the post, here's where they're dissimilar. Whoever it is, and a lot of times it's Brunson who's a point guard. When you look at what the Warriors do, it's really unique and it's great. When the Warriors hit the post, they do more cutting weak side than any team in basketball. When the Mavs hit the post, they're pretty much trying to either kick it out opposite or go score. There's not the same amount of cutting. Again, dissimilar. Very dissimilar. Both teams like to run. Both teams aren't afraid to shoot threes. So they're similar in that vein. One team, here's a dissimilarity, one team has a hell of an experience factor. I mean, they got guys that have been in the finals, won playoff games, lost championship games, won championship games. You name it, they've done it. Here it is, Luka Doncic and these guys first time. But don't, don't, don't think for a second Doncic is inexperienced. Doncic is anything but inexperienced. Doncic has been playing in the toughest leagues in the world. In the world, ladies and gentlemen, where they throw hot batteries at coaches where if you lose, you may have a problem waiting for you at home and it ain't your wife. It's serious overseas. It ain't no joke overseas. It ain't even sort of kind of a joke. So what's going to happen in either series? I don't know. Let's go to the quote machine that is Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly has been on Get Up this morning, and he made this comment. The Suns should have benched Chris Paul instead of DeAndre Ayton. They benched the wrong person. They should have benched Chris. All right, he's right. Chris Paul had nothing last night. Nobody had nothing last night. But let me tell you why why I like it. Because every guy, college and pro, that analyzes their sport is afraid to say things like that. Like, you get to a certain level of deity where the easy thing to say is, hey, here's the deal. Uh, Chris Paul's a pro, man. He's earned the right to be out there. Nobody's earned the right to be out there when you're losing by 100. When you're losing, the coach has an obligation to try to figure it out. And frankly, Patrick Beverly couldn't be more right. Chris Paul was abysmal. You know, here in Indianapolis, and those of you guys 
uh, that are on the YouTube channel understand this. Here in Indianapolis, a couple seasons ago, Jacoby Brissett was the quarterback. Jacoby Brissett was doing okay. Jacoby Brissett was 5-2. and two. Then he got hurt, and the season didn't go great. All right? The reason they lost two games, obviously it's a team sport. But the Colts had a kicker named Adam Vinatieri. Adam Vinatieri is the GOAT. He's the GOAT. Adam Vinatieri kicked like me his last year. Adam Vinatieri missing extra points and easy field goals cost the Colts two games. Why was Adam Vinatieri out there? Because the coaching staff and the general manager of the the, uh, Colts were more about relationships than winning. Well, it's the same thing with Chris Paul. I don't give a damn who you used to be or who you have been or who you are. If we're not winning in a game seven, I'm not messing with you. I'm getting you out. I can't wait to get you out. I can't wait to try something different because this ain't working. So whether Patrick Beverly is right or not, I don't know. Because taking Chris Paul out, they still probably would have lost by 30. But I tell you this, I like the fact that he said it. Here's something else he said. CP can't guard anyone, man. Everyone in the NBA know that. You know those those cones in the summer that you dribble around? What does the cone do? Nothing. He's a cone. It's just that y'all don't want to accept that. Give him the Ben Simmons slander. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I don't know if he's right. Hey, I have no idea. But I like that he said it. I wish more people would speak honestly. I remember when I called uh, Paul George a fraud. I go, look, he's a fraud. He goes, yeah. What's Paul George been in the playoffs? Fraud. See, everybody lost their minds on it. But people won't lose their mind on Patrick Beverly because Patrick Beverly speaks his mind and it's awesome. But the truth of the matter is, listen, Patrick Beverly is right. He's right in Chris Paul should have been benched, but he wouldn't be. He's right that Chris Paul can't guard anybody. And I'm going to tell you when I was wrong. I'm going to tell you where I was wrong. Uh, Game two, I had had enough of Luka Doncic. I had had enough of the dribbling, enough of the bad shots, enough of all of it, and I compared him to James Harden. What a stupid I am. What a stupid I am. Maybe James Harden 100 years ago. But that was just stupid. That was an overreaction. That was ridiculous. That was, what are you doing, Dan? To quote the great Robert DiVincenzo, when he did not sign the correct scorecard, at the Masters, just costing him the win. What a stupid I am. There is no comparison right now between Luka Doncic and James Harden. Luka Doncic may be the best player in the NBA. Not saying he is, but after the performance in this series, particularly late, I don't know what to tell you. He may be. And James Harden, to quote the children these days, he's washed. I've never been a great James Harden fan. I've never been a hater of James Harden. I've never been a hater. I've been like, hey, all right, I'm glad he's not on my team because I don't want to have to watch him, guy with James Harden. 
But his numbers have been fantastic. But Luka Doncic does it while he wins. So that comparison was just stupid. Absolutely stupid. And I admonish myself for being stupid. The truth of the matter is, at the end of the day, I ain't mad about it. See, those are all my sayings. John, he got my sayings. Yeah. I love our YouTube chat. There's a big argument now about a bunch of different things. And some of them are politics. We got a fake Sage Steele uh, person on here causing all kind of hell. I like it. I do. I like it. I'm going to end the show the way I started the show. And if it offends you, I don't give a rat's ass. But I am going to go through this. Buffalo. 10 killed. Mass shooting. I'm not going to get into whether the New York Times is calling this a racist shooting and the guy going through Milwaukee, they didn't call it racist. That's for other people. That's just, you know what? I'm going to say this. You got an 18-year-old that drove across cross country to very clearly target an African-American community and shoot people. How did that happen? That's what you got to ask yourself. How did this happen? Where are the parents? Where is any kind of structure in this kid's life? Where is anybody? Apparently, he had threatened his high school. And yet nothing is done about it. Look, I know you can't stop evil people from doing evil. I understand this. But I do ask the question, where are parents? One dead, five wounded, Laguna Woods Church. A 68-year-old Asian man goes into an Asian church and starts shooting. Good for the, the patrons. They hogtied, is the way I read it, this guy to a tree until the authorities came. The interesting thing about this is both will be able, hopefully, the authorities can get some good out of these people in terms of understanding the mentality and how these crazy things happen. Two dead, three hospitalized in Houston, in a Houston market. Think about that. That's five people shot. Milwaukee, 21 people shot, injured, in three separate shootings after a basketball game loss. I'm telling you, we're going backwards in this country. Uh, One dead. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. 16-year-old boy was killed by a 17-year-old in Millennium Park by the Bean. You guys that know Chicago know where the Bean is. It's in Millennium Park. It's in downtown, man. It's in, a, it's in a tourist area. So, of course, because it's in a tourist area, the queen of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, has to react to it. Where is she when I saw a video of a kid we talked about last week having to run home with their backpack as gang members are just walking down the street with AKs? Lori Lightfoot's calling on all parents, guardians, and adults, caring adults, to look over kids. I mean, look, that's exactly how we should be. I would call on our schools to say, hey, jackasses, how about we instill discipline in our schools? And parents, I don't want to hear from you. How about we instill religion in our schools? Indianapolis, we had three dead last night on a Sunday night. After a weekend of more shootings, I told you this earlier, Indianapolis per capita, more murders per capita than Chicago. Think about that for a second. Think about that. 
My address is Indianapolis. People don't want to go downtown. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I don't have the answers. I don't. But I know this. I know if you don't have any discipline at all in young people's lives, if you don't have any expectations at all in young people's lives, then you got serious problems. I don't give a damn if you're black, if you're white, uh, if you're uh, uh, Asian. I don't give a damn. If you're evil and evil's inside you and there's nothing to pull it down, there's nothing to hold it in, there's no disciplines involved, there's no structure involved, there's no expectations involved, evil eventually comes out. And I got to tell you, it's damn near impossible to stop. There's literally nothing in a free society to stop evil people from committing evil acts. We can talk about gun control, all we can talk about all that stuff, but in my view, just my view, and in the view of, I'll guarantee you, 99.9% of the people that are real people, I guarantee you they, have, they hold the same view. Why are we not having more God in our lives? Why are we not having more discipline in our lives? Why are schools afraid of, of grade school kids? Why is our biggest conversation not about discipline in schools, but about whether some freaking second grade teacher can talk to your son or daughter about what sex they are for crying out loud? We worry more about whether a man can get pregnant, which is the most idiotic conversation in the freaking history of the world, than we do about safeguarding our society by disciplining our children. We worry more about that. Hell, Calvin Klein is using ads that show pregnant men. Hey, pregnant men, all you pregnant men, since you pregnant men can get pregnant, how about since we have a baby formula shortage, how about we use your breast milk? You freaking pregnant men. How about we do that? Is it possible to do that? I mean, damn near in everything that I am talking about here, it all comes down to young people with no discipline, no guidance, and no structure. Now, guys say, how is DD comparing a hate crime to teachers? It's amazing the stupidity of people on a YouTube chat. I'm not comparing a hate crime to teachers. I'm comparing a lack of discipline. I'm comparing a lack of expectation to 18-year-olds losing their freaking minds, to 17-year-olds killing 16-year-olds, to 14-year-olds killing people. Young people need discipline. Young people need religion. And Brandon, if you're too stupid to understand what I'm saying, I cannot help you. I can't help you. I get it. Everybody wants to make it racial. Everybody wants to make it political. That's great. <clears throat> That's fine. You go ahead and do that. I'm just telling you, my belief, my belief is when you do not put young people in a position to succeed, they're going to fail. And part of a position to succeed is being disciplined, having fathers, having people that are mentors, guidance, folks that aren't afraid 
to tell some 18-year-old the second that he threatens a school, your ass is locked down. Somebody that's not afraid to go on a kid's social media, their kid's social media, and look at what he's doing and get this shut down and get the kid help. Or you can just let kids do whatever the hell they want to do because, you know what, you're too afraid. And next thing you know, you got hate crimes. Next thing you know, you got violence in the middle of Chicago. Next thing you know, you got shootings in churches. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not blaming teachers. I'm not, I'm blaming us as a society for not allowing teachers to do their job. You take religion out of schools, you take discipline out of schools, you take discipline out of our legal system, you got real problems. And if you guys on a YouTube chat don't like it, God bless you. But, hey, look, it's just common sense. Hell, I lost my father when I was 50. I got divorced, and I did not have somebody that I looked up to and didn't want to disappoint. I lost my mind for a year or two. Thank God I went to Traders Point Church and got myself figured out. And you think that doesn't affect an 18-year-old when literally there's no discipline at home, there's no discipline at school, and all you read about is, hey, we don't want prosecutors prosecuting and we don't want police policing. Okay. What the hell do you think is going to happen? Spin it however you want. You know, the guy here, Brandon, and others, I told you at the beginning, this will get spun, but if you disagree with me, good for you, man. But it needs to change, and it needs to change quickly. We need lawmakers with some balls. We need prosecutors with some balls. We need teachers with some balls. Not teachers, actually. We need superintendents and school boards with some balls because teachers are dying to discipline people. Teachers are dying. Dying. But their hands are tied, man. Their hands are tied because if you do, then you get called. The next thing you know, you got a lawsuit. The school board won't back you, and you're done. Your life's work, your career, what you went to grade school, or excuse me, what you went to college to study, gone, because you decided what's best for a kid was to try to straighten them out. So chew on that, Brandon, and all you other clowns. It ain't the teachers. It's the rules that teachers are forced to follow. You know, we take God out of schools. Idiotic. Idiotic. We listen to the craziest among us. Try to, uh, you know, that's what we listen to. We're afraid as a dad to look in my son's social media post. Are you out of your mind? It needs to change. And it needs to change quickly. We need dads in homes. We need mentors. And if you don't like it, I don't know what to tell you. Obama said it. So does that give me clearance? Obama said it. Everybody loved it. Dungy said it because they didn't like his politics. It's awful. I can only imagine what people say when I say we need fathers at home. And if you don't think we need fathers at home, good for you, man. I happen to think that we do. And that's it. <clears throat> Make it whatever you want. But that's the way I look at the world. Spin it however you want. That's the way I look at the world. I just started looking up today. The shooting in Buffalo is unconscionable. <clears throat> Where the hell were the parents? There were signs. The shooting in Laguna Woods, unconscionable. Walk into a church. Shooting in a market in Houston. Mass shootings, three of them in Milwaukee. Indianapolis, right here. Shit, three dead last night. Millennium Park, 16-year-old boy killed. 
Listen to this. Teenagers took over Millennium Park. Hundreds of teenagers took over Millennium Park. Where, where the hell are the parents? Where the hell are anybody having a conscience? All right. Look, hey, argue with me all you'd like. That's great. I love it. I love a good conversation. Call me all your names, you most tolerant of us all. I'm here for it. I'll take all your crap. But I ain't wrong. Have a great afternoon. Doc, it's out.